Welcome back to Class on Grass podcast, season two, episode 23. Yes, we are on the Zoom today, like we said last week, uh, due to COVID restrictions after I traveled to Florida. As you can see on my face, I didn't notice <laughs> quite a bit of sunburn. <laughs> But, you know, they say that sunburn tends to, like, burn off all of the acne on your face. So, oh. yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a strategy. Okay. It was a strategy. Like, up here, clean as a whistle in about two days. That, that's not Minnesota sun that you got? No. It's actually unbelievable. Like, I w- in Minnesota, same weather. You don't get sunburned like you did. There. Like, two hours in, I oh, was yeah. already toasted. Completely toasted. Yeah. I, I don't know if I said I went to Florida, but... It was a it was a decent weekend um, for the team, uh, so yeah. Back here though on the Zoom and got a bit to talk about, and we're gonna start with everyone's kind of favorite beginning when we talk about Brighton. But this time, this this time. Well, everyone who listens is a diehard Brighton fan. That it's the it's the it's the. Uh, together brighton podcast i've actually listened to that before it's just one guy which makes the chemistry a bit odd mm-hmm. he just <laughs> talks to himself <laughs> yep well he just kind of goes over what happened but, you know good to be a seagulls fan good to yeah. be a seagulls fan but this is actually warranted uh you know not often you see three controversies well not like controversies, but three events happen in one game that are so crazy so the game starts we go uh, one nil down to West Brom. Not you know what you really want happen. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. But uh, we get a penalty, and Pascal Gross just rifles it at the crossbar. <laughs> so I, I could not understand what his technique was supposed to be there. He, you know, I said to my dad, lean back and kind he hit of, it like a long ball. He did hit it exactly it was, like a long it ball. Was, I said to my dad, I was like, you know, he really was going for a ping. <laughs> he was trying to ping it to someone in the stands. He saw, uh, saw Gaten Bong run down, <laughs> making a run down the sideline. Uh, he's Gaten, having flashback. You know, I think Gaetan Bong has been reunited. I might be wrong, but I think he's been reunited with Glenn Murray over at Nottingham Forest. <laughs> what a bond they have. But yeah, so he rifles it against the crossbar. And then we get another opportunity through Lewis Dunk. You know, someone who we usually see in the penalty area, this time outside the penalty area, taking a free kick, which last year he scored the exact same type of free kick. Don't know how they're not catching on. He either goes for a knuckleball over the wall or he goes for that sneaky little uh, far post while the keeper is uh, not looking like the ref mm-hmm. just blows the whistle and he goes for it. And so I don't remember who the ref was exactly. I don't know if you know, but uh, – like Lee Mason. Yeah, it was like Lee, I think it was Lee Mason. So he blows the whistle. And it, it's pretty clear that he blows the whistle and he's done blowing the whistle. And then Dunk <laughs> hits it and it goes in. But before it goes in, he blows the whistle a second time. So yep. it goes to VAR. Well, no, so he, so he calls it off, right? And then it goes to VAR yes. and he gives the goal. And no, then, no, no, first. No, first, calls it off, calls it a goal, goes to VAR calls it not a goal no no yeah no so what i'm saying is it it went so he calls it off but then he gets the little people in his ear yeah yeah like no that's a goal so he calls it a goal and then like there's more people in his ear maybe you should look at this actually (laughs) so it's been called not a goal 
Malagol, he goes over to the monitor, and because not because it was an illegal play, just because mm-hmm. he blew his whistle a second time because he wasn't ready for what was happening, <laughs> he gives it a he gives it a no goal, and I I don't really know what to say at this point. I was like, it, it's the only reason we didn't score that is because you felt like it was unfair when it was perfectly lawful and mm-hmm. under the like it, the rules like we weren't breaking any rules. We were just playing the game cleverly. Yeah, I. Like, the one thing I was thinking is, okay, well, I had two two thoughts about this. First, if the only reason that's not a goal is because he blew his whistle, like, 0.25 seconds before it crossed the line, that should not matter. Exactly. Like, the ball was – no one could have – He just blew it. (laughs) He blew it clearly first. He's like, all right, go ahead. And then the ball's in motion. Like, no one can touch it. Like, there's no, like, blowing your whistle shouldn't be able to change, like, what's going on again. Exactly. It's like, after you already gave that confirmation. And then secondly, Lewis Dunk in the post-match, post-match uh, interview was like, uh, the referees should have an interview as well and, you know, give their background to why they gave that decision. Um, and, like, what's their excuse to not being interviewed as as the players are every match, as the coaches are. And I think that's like a great point. Great shout. I mean, in my opinion, if, if for many matches other than this one, but in this one it would have gone to the referee has no explanation. I would yeah. love to hear what they have to say because there's no explanation for what yeah. he did. It just seems as though he thought what was happening was unfair, mm-hmm. which is just like that's not – you don't have the right to decide whether it's fair or not. You just have the right to decide whether it's legal or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like, it, even even the commentators and like NBC were like changing what they were hearing from yeah. the referee exactly. team. Like every ten minutes, they're like, "Oh, he didn't know, so he blew the whistle," <laughs> or "Oh, the goalie wasn't ready, so he blew the whistle," or "Oh, it's actually illegal." Like, yeah, they're just that, changing you know, their story. Well, they need to get a rule down established for what when that happens because yeah. clearly there is not a central consensus of what to do, what to do in that situation. But then yeah. we move on, you know, I'm like, okay, it's fine. We've got Danny Welbeck who can sub on Super and be sub. a savior. Yep. And then Danny Welbeck subs on and hits the post <laughs> on another penalty. Our second penalty of the game doesn't hit the crossbar. It's like when you, you know, when you're playing like under nines and you don't have enough goalies at practice, so you have to hit the post or the crossbar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that counts as a goal. Yeah, Brighton would destroy at that. So, Brighton 2-1 two, two, win. Um, great win for the Seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, if, I, if I bet, if you gave me a bet right before that penalty was taken, I would have bet so much money that he would have missed that. Yeah, like, I, I just mean, felt it. I was like, yeah. it, would, it would be so Well, he's on Brighton, and so when anyone steps up for the pen, you just feel like it's not going to work out. I've yeah. never felt confident of anything other than a set-piece corner two years ago. That was the only time I ever felt confident of anything Brighton's ever done because Chris Hewton was unbelievable at getting the team ready for those corners. But yeah. other than that, I never felt confident before. Did you see the quote that Andros Townsend put out after the Crystal Palace game? No. I'm pretty sure I sent this to you. I might not have. Uh, let me find this real quick. Let me find this. It is, it is un, truly unbelievable. I would like to dissect this with you for a moment to see what we think about Andros Townsend. and, and, uh, and, and Well, his... that Crystal Palace game was even more of a steal. 
It was a you guys absolutely dominated. We, do, we dominated. But no, he's given us, he's given us uh, applause. He goes, we've played them twice this season, and I can quite easily say that they are the second best side behind Man City this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like us to dissect this quote a little bit. I mean, it's clearly obvious from the table that he can, he's just reading the table. It goes, Man City, right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Okay, we do play decent possession football, mm-hmm. but we can't get it in the opponents attacking the third for our lives. No. We can't. We don't know how. Like, yeah, that's the, <laughs> the difference between you and Man City. There's many differences. But one is, one is – you both play possession, but they can actually score. <laughs> we just many other no points. Yeah. <laughs> we just pass I mean, it around and then lose it. I'm sure Ben White and, you know, Dan Byrne have the highest passing completion rate of the Premier League, but... It's actually a fairly good shout. Our center backs probably have so many passes this season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Brighton on a really emotional roller coaster over the past couple weeks. Well, I remember thinking, oh, we've got an easy schedule coming up and we haven't mm-hmm. taken any points away from it. And now well, we've got, like, Man United City. Yeah, honestly, you guys are. What, one, uh, one point less, like, nine games? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it all started from the 9-0, didn't it? No, it was worse before that even. That you just, think so? That highlighted it. Yeah, we, I mean, uh. I think we haven't won since December 13th. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, Brighton had so a stat before we went on our winning streak of about three games. We had a stat <laughs> <laughs> before that that we hadn't won at home in 463 days. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> I know. It's just – it's ridiculous. Like, you know, the life of being a fan of a, a bad team, it's, it's great. There's nothing I mean, better. The Amex is a fortress. You know, it, it's actually, if we're going to rank Premier League stadiums, I'd put it in the top five. It's lovely. It's I, a great stadium. It's very modern, you know. Yeah. It's the right size for your size of team. I mean, exactly. 30,000 people. It can extend a little bit. It is, it, it looks really good. Like mm-hmm. the, the white walls behind the rafters and, and you know, it's, it, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's really modern, really good. Obviously, the more historic stadiums, uh, Old Trafford, Stanford Bridge, you know, Tottenham Stadium is probably the best just because. Of oh, Tottenham. yeah. For sure. Great. It looks, um, you know, Man City Stadium, Eddie had. Uh, they're all good, you know, like, and they probably rank above it. But as soon as you get outside of the big six, we're right there. There's not, there's not much better. And, and definitely down at the bottom, I think you have Turf Moor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Turf Moor is, you know, it's a beautiful it's a pretty, stadium. It's a pretty beautiful <laughs> city. <laughs> Do you see where it is? No. Like, when they've done the outside shots of the stadium, it's just in a random neighborhood in like, the middle of nowhere. I mean, Amex is too, but. And well, Amex is in the middle. It, it's, there's like dirt. It's in the hills. Like. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like. Have you, well, I actually went there. Have you ever seen Mine Stadium? No. It's you drive maybe 30 minutes into the middle of cornfields and you're away from all civilization and then the stadium just appears. I wonder why. Like, it's so cheap to get that land. Southampton's isn't like that. It's pretty much, I mean, it's kind of in a shipping area, but that's kind of Southampton anyway. But, you went there. Uh, yeah. And I think 
Let's see, Dortmund's. Dortmund's is a great stadium. It's it is. Um, I mean, I don't. I haven't really been into the city of Dortmund. I feel like, but the training ground to, isn't even near the city. I yeah. went to the training ground, not even near. It's like so far away. Yeah, when I went to the stadium, like it did, just seem in a random neighborhood, maybe outside the city. Yeah. Um, Ajax is pretty central, actually, but. Like just to name a few, I don't know. Johan Cruyff Arena is so legendary. So oh, it's it's a great stadium. I, it's way bigger than I thought when I went. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, all of those you get Boca Juniors, you know, Ajax, big teams, you know, that come to mind that aren't in the biggest leagues tend to have extremely nice, extremely historical, yeah, historical stadiums that are, you know, you it definitely ones you want to hit if you're going on a on a run to try to depending on if you're going to South America or Europe, but if you're trying to go hit some, hit some stadiums, some games yeah. and stuff like that. Moving on uh, to another controversy in the premier league, we had the Hudson Adoy handball, which wasn't given and tons of complaints that his arm was not in an unnatural position. If you're watching on Patreon right now, you can see my arm. It was probably like this, you know, Definitely, yeah. Are we, are we <laughs> yeah, no, we can do a high five. Look at that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, not in an unnatural position. I, I mean, I I felt like it should have been called, but really, I personally I do. But at the same time, Man United have a lot of stuff called for them. But it was uncalled for. If it's true, what was said to Harry Maguire? Um, I don't. I don't know. I think it's true. That. Luke Shaw said it in a press conference. Luke, Luke Shaw said he overheard it. Apparently the ref said that if he would have given the penalty, mm-hmm. there would have been a lot of controversy and stir up in the public about that call. So he didn't give it. Well, so I, I'm not, it's kind of like at this point in time, yes, I think giving the call might've been the better decision, but in like the grand scheme of things, that shouldn't be a handball. Um, I'm re- remembering Ward Prowse's handball against Brighton um, at Brighton. He had the same thing. He had his back turned, his hand was behind him, and it just hit his hand. He had no idea about it. He couldn't really control it, but it was in an unnatural position, so they called it. Um, I think they got to give it like play by play, like situation by situation. Like, okay, first of all, did he mean it? Like second of all, could he actually do anything? It's impossible about it? to decipher if he meant it. That's true. No one's but gonna if, say if that he could have done it. anything about it. Because yeah. like that one, it's like bouncing, and they're both got their arms out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could see it go both ways, but I if if the referee's statement is true, he should be fined. Oh yes. In yeah, my opinion, completely. like you can't say that. This is the worst year for referees. So like, bad. The most controversy, and it's not even the first year with VAR. Yeah, just yeah. like something about I. You think it's to do with fans not being in stadiums? I don't know. Maybe like people are just like just itching to have some part of the game, and so they're constantly yeah. just mad or they about like calls or they they're seeing them on TV and it's like, yeah or the refs just don't have they don't feel as much pressure to like not give a call where they can like really either call whatever they want or don't call and they won't feel the like immediate pressure on it because there's no fans in stadiums. Yeah. And that could be part of it as well. No, that's totally true. And yeah, I know I saw a quote from, I don't know who it was, but saying like, imagine like if, if that was the, the call that the ref gave without fans in the stadium, imagine when the fans are back. But personally, 
I feel like fans are more mad outside the stadiums than in it. I don't know. Oh, and, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and when they're outside the stadiums, they are able to watch replays all the time. You know, tweet about it right away. Like, like in the stadium, I feel like there's more of a opportunity to let your anger out physically and just shout at the ref and be mad yeah. and boo him. But then it just goes away unless it's like a yeah. huge call. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of just goes away. So I think that could be a part of it, definitely. But you never know. Uh, moving towards that whole fans discussion, you know, about uh, about whether they're going to be in stadiums, whether they affect calls. Fans are set to return May. Did you say seventeenth? May seventeenth for Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, exciting. What do you know the exact numbers? Because obviously, it doesn't mean we're going to have full rafters. Um, I. I feel like it might just go back to what they had before. Um, yeah. Like it depends on the stadium and the city. Um, but yeah, I, so is May 17th. There's not going to be many games like after that, right? Uh, that's no, very... so, so here's the thing. May 17th is the last game. The last game. Okay. Yeah. And so David Moyes put out a quote saying, or, or said to the press that mm-hmm. he feels like it is, not um it it it, uh kind of i don't know how to describe it 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 hurts the integrity of the competition if they do this and his reasoning behind that was that if there's fans in the stadium for the last game but not the second to last game some people will have a home advantage but some people won't but i was just thinking about that like sometimes you have two away games in a row or two home games in a row like it doesn't it's not it's not like everyone's going one on one off yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's not like, um, like I get what he's saying. Like, oh, you'll either have home or away. It's like, okay, that's that's how it is in every game. It's like, I oh. think it's more of a controversy that the games, the the Champions League games that were played in Budapest in Romania still had away goals. That's true. <laughs> I it, think that's way bigger yeah. controversy. They're playing. <laughs> They're playing like thousands of miles away from. They're playing in neutral sites, and there's still away goals. Yeah, they probably should have scrapped away goals for that. For if they're not playing at a team's actual home stadium, it just shouldn't count. But yeah, but but, uh, I mean, again, I don't think David Moyes has any control over whether the fans come back into the stadiums or not. Um, Well, he. He's very focused on the Champions League somehow. I don't know how West Ham are doing that. But. He is very focused on the Champions League and retaining that spot. Um, and I think that West Ham right now, with their recent performances, deserve it. Just losing 2-1 to City and putting in a shift this past weekend. I don't know if you watched that game, but City looked very good, but West Ham also looked really, really, really good against a Man City side that is steamrolling literally everyone they come up against right now. Yeah, I mean, I did not watch the game, so I don't have much to say. But, I mean, they're just not stopping neither team, really. I mean, West Ham or Man City are really losing form, and Man City should just be given the trophy right now. (laughs) Honestly, honestly. No team is looking up for a fight. Exactly. No, and it's kind of like Liverpool last year, you know, it's kind of a reverse form. I feel like, you know, in the beginning of the season, it's kind of like Liverpool's end of the season last year. But people were like, just give the trophy to Liverpool because even if they lose every game, they're not going to concede the title, you know? So it's it's the same thing. I feel like Man City have it pretty much in the bag. In about a month and a half, that's going to come back to bite me. (laughs) 
but that's that's uh my my take on it uh moving around to europe right now we just have a few uh transfer rumors and uh cool stuff kind of uh talking about just everything in football pulisic is rumored to leave chelsea and go to Bayern, i believe uh you said you know basically fabrizio romano mac is um but (laughs) (laughs) he is he is fabrizio romano um no but uh i do think pulisic should leave that team personally they have too much talent and he won't get a lot of time like it'll be like a mares at man city yeah i when i saw this i was like oh man he's only been there for a year and a half now but they brought in so many people yeah on the other hand it's like okay realistically like he will not pick up as good a form, even if he's playing at a very good level. Mm-hmm. I think no matter what, they're going to trust um, the process of Havertz, um, you know, Ziek and Werner before Pulisic, just because bigger price tag. And like, well, and uh, they were signed more recently. Like you yeah. said, there's a bigger price tag. They were arguably better players before they were signed. Yeah. Um, exactly. And on top of that, they were all signed by Frank Lampard and Pulisic is like the last one of the big signings that was signed by Sari. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sari's long gone. So I don't really yeah. know if anyone else is appreciating him like he was promised. Uh Give, like he was literally given the number ten shirt, so yeah, I think I mean, move is definitely in the cards for him and something he should consider because it's you know some players love to be. I, I'm guessing Riyad Mahrez and Bernardo Silva are having a fine time at Man City right now. I don't know if either of them really want to leave. If they do, they that's totally fine. But again, some players like to be in that position. Some players don't. You know, you're still playing a instrumental role. You're just not getting a ton of time and. You know, I feel like, especially for an American who, you know, huge spotlight on him to play games. Yeah. And I think we saw, um, actually, I was thinking back, like, post-lockdown when the Premier League came back in the summer for that little bit, he was playing, like, out of his mind. He had a hat trick. Or Well, that was before. Oh, was it? Still, that was, like, that was, like, around this time last year. But, Gosh, like, time sc- flies. Yeah. He scores. Um, he scored against Man City. Remember that breakaway mm-hmm. goal? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he scored twice against Liverpool at Liverpool um, mm-hmm. in that kind of like 5-3 game, something crazy like that. Um, and he was looking really up for it and then got injured, really hasn't done anything since. Um, he's been getting the playing time, just really you know, not putting in performances like he did over that summer. You know, it's interesting to me is that he wants, or he's rumored, to go to Bayern. Like, out of any team to go try to get yeah. playing time, yep. you're going to try to go to Bayern. And you said he might be a replacement for Kingsley Coman, but Kingsley Coman didn't start every game. He was, like, instrumental in their cha- instrumental in their Champions League final and throughout mm-hmm. their whole Champions League campaign and all of that. But, you know, you still have guys like Serge Gnabry and Lewandowski and Thomas Muller who are going to get time, you know, uh, players that I haven't named that'll still get time. So you're yeah. not gonna, you're not guaranteed to be a star man if you go there, you know. I would almost like to see him back at a Dortmund type place, but you know, it's hard yeah. because those glory days, it's it's like Holland. I feel like when he leaves, you never know, but I feel like when he leaves, he's going to be this guy that was so sick and now he's just like 
sick, but like when he's yeah. at Dortmund, he's just rated. Yeah, it, he really has fallen off, which is sad to see, especially from American fans' standpoint. Yeah. But I mean, hopefully, if he does leave, he actually picks up um, where he left off with that form. Uh, so hopefully, exactly. we see that. Uh, one other thing to cover before we go into the questions that were put on the Discord. I'm not really sure about time right now, how long we've been going. I think it's but, like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, something like that. But uh, the last thing is that uh, Juve are the next uh, – what, 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 what is the series called? I can't remember now. All it's or Nothing. The, yeah, All or Nothing, Amazon Prime documentary. Mm-hmm. Spurs were the last one, and that was an unbelievable documentary. Yeah. Jose Mourinho made that, but I am – as you guys know from when we are in the studio, a huge Pirlo fanboy. So I will be looking forward to seeing how Pirlo works behind the scenes, uh, how he coaches that team. And mm-hmm. it's not like it's going to happen next season. It's been happening all of this season so far. So next year, I don't know when, but we, we will get to watch that probably six to, I don't know, 10 episodes of All or Nothing uh, Juventus. And that should be really good. With McKenney. Exactly. An, an American and arguably one of the best midfielders of all time. So, yeah. should be good. Moving on to the Discord questions. We had two, well, I'm not actually going to say their names because they signed them from, <laughs> from different people. So, we're just going to read off the questions. Will you be bringing back the Hassani of the Week Award when the MLS season begins? Sincerely, Chase Gasper. So oh, wow. This was wow. not sent in by the actual Chase Gasper, I no. presume, unless Chase Gasper contacted one of our patrons and was like, you, you got to send this in. Um, yeah. Well, most likely. Well, no, I think Hassani Dotson knows that we do the Hassani of the Week now because I was telling Tyler Miller. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. He thinks it's funny. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's pretty funny. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, here's the thing. The Hassani of the Week Award is always here. It's just always forgotten about. We are always planning to do yeah, the Hassani. We're of the always week. like, oh, he played really well. Let's let's give him the Hassani of the Week. Yeah. It just leave, leave it just leaves our mind. Like on our record, Instagram bio. Home yeah. it's a, in the Instagram bio, the fourth thing down, home of the Hassani of the Week Award. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still the home of it. We <laughs> We still have that title. We just are not living up to it as a Who are we gonna give the Hassani of the Week Award to? uh this week oh let's just yeah because it's on our minds we can't forget now who who does the asani of the week award go to we haven't actually thought about it for this time hold on hold on um this is a just look back you know it, it could go to abamyang from the 3-2 win versus benfica in the Europa. well it would be lacazette lacazette well, scored and assisted yeah i think abamyang played very well there um uh, yeah or i think let's do it off oh the gareth league. bale gareth uh bale. yes no two let's goals. do it off the really uh, gareth bale two goals actually in spurs form and if you didn't see the celebration he had the w for wales uh son had the k for korea and lucas Moura came in to the celebration to try to add to it and put an l up which <laughs> doesn't have to do with his nationality and it's no. a bit of an l for him uh as yeah. he's Brazilian and didn't put a B up, and Gareth Bale immediately pushed him away <laughs> from the celebration. <laughs> you cannot mess up the celebration. Exactly. I mean, you had no idea what's going on. Maybe you should you know they were just putting L's up. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. But um, yeah, good to see Gareth Bale getting back 
into not getting back, having good form this past week. Hopefully, mm-hmm. start getting back into form because imagine that front three of Ga- uh, Gareth Bale. I mean, it's late now. It's late to have that form. It, it is late. It is late. But you never know with Gareth Bale. He seems to show up at the weirdest times. He seems to just score a wonder goal and then go play golf for another six months <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Wales, golf, Madrid, indeed. In that um, order. Yeah, in, in that order, indeed. So big ups to Gareth Bale if you're listening. For receiving the prestigious Hassani of the Week Award and Hassani Dotson. I'm sure he is. He's right. I can't. Hassani, if you're listening, I cannot wait to give you the Hassani of the Week Award. That's going to be. I mean, it'll be every week because he, he just plays so well. Exactly. He plays so well that <laughs> it was so funny when I was having to explain it to Tyler Miller because he was like, I wore the sweatshirt. He was like, why do you have Sonny Dotson on the back of your sweatshirt? And I was like, oh, it's this award we give the best player in all of Europe every week. And he was like, why? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I know. It's so funny. Yeah, you don't realize it until, like, someone mentions it. You're like, you know what? That is very odd. That we have this <laughs> random MLS player on the Exactly. But it just makes it all the more interesting. Um so yeah, there, there's uh, for the first question. And then the second question, uh, a lot of professional soccer players, mostly from Brazil, are referred to by single name, Ronaldo, Pele, etc. Um, and South American players, you can include Messi in that. Um, his question is, which players are most often referred by announcers, fans, etc. by their full names? Sincerely, John Joe Shelby, which is a good shout. Which but is I what? have the best shout. And you are going to not believe this. Have you okay. ever heard someone say Harvey or Barnes individually? I Okay. Did you see the same post? No, I didn't. I was just thinking about it. I, there was literally a post today. I was thinking about the same one, but then for some reason I saw a post on Instagram that was like, what you exactly I, said. I was just like, I was talking to my dad and I kept calling him Harvey Barnes and I saw that question a bit ago and I was like, I've yeah. never called this guy Harvey or Barnes. It's, it's just Harvey, Harvey Barnes. Barnes. Harvey Barnes. John Joe, <laughs> Shel- never- John Joe Shelby. Yeah. Um, who else? Joe Bryan, I feel like. One. Joe Bryan, yeah. No one Joe calls Bryan. him Bryan. No, no one's like Bryan. Yeah, <laughs> like that just doesn't work. But I think um, I think Harvey Barnes is like the biggest one. Yeah. What uh, What else can we think of on the spot here? Um, it's hard because like you think of people like Gareth Bale, you call Gareth Bale a lot. But people still call him Bale. No one calls him yeah, Gareth. The commentators say, definitely go Bale. And same with yeah. Mason Mount. A lot of people call him Mason Mount, but commentators call him Mount sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's hard because like I like people don't call him Barnes. People like the announcers don't. Call yeah, no him one's Barnes. like Barnes on the wing. Like yeah, who's Barnes? If Harvey, someone said Barnes, Barnes, I think yeah. Ashley Barnes. Yeah, I'd be like, wait, who? <laughs> like what? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say, who else we got? It's hard because it it's actually a <laughs> Dan Burn. Dan Burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like the one one two. Ben White. Like name. Yeah, it's it's like duh duh. It's yeah. never like Although longer. John Joe Shelby is not a duh duh, it's a duh 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 duh. Yeah, I guess that but John is Joe true. Shelby just sounds so cool to it say. Just, it's he's got a, he's got a sweet name. I so the person who sent that in was watching the Newcastle game and literally thought of that question and the rest of the game I think he was called Shelby once. Exactly. And, and the like, rest is John Joe Shelby. The whole half. Yeah, it's John Joe Shelby. Hey, here's John Joe Shelby on the ball. If you yeah. have any other ones that we can't think of, 
definitely. Yeah, let us know. Send contact. the DM. Uh, send it to our email. If you know that, if you don't, just go to our website and then go to the connect page. Um, yeah, you guys, honestly, if, if you're still listening right now, it probably means you're a super fan of the podcast or you're dumb enough to listen to this far. (laughs) Or you fell asleep. Yeah, exactly. Your dog is listening to it. (laughs) Um, no, but yeah, seriously, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for continuing listening, especially when we're on the zoom. I know it's hard. The sound quality is a little bit worse. The camera quality. I don't know if it's a little bit worse. We don't have the best camera right now. We're working on upgrading that for the studio. Yeah. But um, the sound quality is a bit worse. So sorry about that. And if you're listening now, thank you for uh, continuing supporting us. Send us a message. Become a patron to be on our Discord. Send us a message through email, DMs. Interact with us. We'd love to talk to you guys. It's always so fun when we get people messaging in, letting us know their opinions when we do the polls or the messages, everyone who responds. I think we we have uh, Paul in charge of our Instagram story polls. and. I don't know how many went up this past weekend, <laughs> but I saw on every single one of them about 40 people voting, which was unbelievable considering yeah. there was like 40 of them or 50 of them up. I was like, I would have just, I would have stopped voting at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. When I see those on other accounts, I'm like, gosh, how many of these are there? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're committed to you're showing committed your opinion to... on who's exactly. better, you know, Dan Byrne or uh, <laughs> Guy Ten Bond, then <laughs> go, go ahead. All right. We're going to leave it at that. Uh, It's been a good podcast and uh, we'll get this up tonight right away as soon as possible because uh, we're recording this on Monday night. So uh, yeah, we'll get it up tonight and we will see you guys next week in the studio, which will be good to be back. All right. Sounds good. Peace.